welcome into another edition of the phnx d-backs podcast right here on phnx my name is derek montia of course i am your mayor of phnx this is my vice mayor of phnx he's your thunderstick it's jesse friedman no ryan i have not gotten my couch from one not yet. yet not yet not yet <laughs> he's he hasn't even picked out a shirt from one of our other partners you think he can make a decision on a couch oh my god this is just we too have much so for many him. we have so many amazing sponsors that i know that we're just getting stuff it's, from all yeah, the time it's so it's, hard to it's buy hard stuff to, from it's these hard people. to keep them straight yeah, yeah for real, one day for i have real. to buy sunglasses yeah. another day i have to pick oh, out which free polo i want the sunglasses thing that was a whole other decision for him i didn't think that was ever going to happen that's um, fair it yeah, took me Max is not very happy about how long it took for me to pick out my sunglasses from Shady Rays, but I'm happy with the choice. They have there. Shady Rays. We don't have an ad read for you today, but you guys are top notch. Of course, we do have plenty of other things to talk about, including plenty of our other partners today. Uh, but the one thing we were talking about first is the Arizona Diamondbacks moving up in power rankings across baseball. And of course, when we talk about the Diamondbacks moving up uh, in rankings, that shit puts fire in my blood. Damon, are we ready for fire in the blood? Let's go. I, that puts fire in my blood. Yeah, well, we're playing that 20 times today. But <laughs> uh, yes, the Diamondbacks have moved up some spots in the in the power rankings across baseball. Some more than others, Jesse. Yes. Some, <laughs> some people have absolutely lost their goddamn minds. <laughs> we're talking about you, Bleacher Report. Uh, CBS Sports has the D-backs up four spots to 15th. What are your initial reactions to the Diamondbacks being ranked 15th in baseball? I think that's pretty reasonable. I mean, the, the D-backs on, on most lists were around 20th coming into mm-hmm. the season. Uh, I think if you had Correct. them, you know, like in the like 23, 24, that would have been pretty low. Honestly, I think this team is is better than it was last year. And last year's team won 74 games. I think a lot of people kind of view this team as being around 500 with potential to do more. Correct. So, yeah, given how fast they've started, I think they've done enough to probably move up a few spots. I, I personally wouldn't put them top five or top ten at this point. I think we need to tap the brakes a yeah. little bit, see see what happens over the next few weeks. But people we'll say, uh, we'll see. People say we react crazy. Some of these reactions are a bit crazy early on. I think that uh, what we've seen across the as far as the criticisms of this Diamondbacks team are absolutely fair. Uh, they they it doesn't even make sense honestly that they've won this many games with uh, some of their numbers, some of, like their OPS as a team and things like that are very low. Uh, they just find a way to win. As a matter of fact, Jesse and I were looking at another team, the St. Louis Cardinals, that have dropped uh, like a rock in the in the power rankings. They, they've kind of gone in the opposite direction. The Diamondbacks have gone. Uh, but the, the run differential between the D-backs and the Cardinals, not that much different. The amount of runs scored by both teams, not much, that much different. It's just baseball, right? Like in baseball, yeah. uh, you can kind of spread it around a little bit more. I mean, the Diamondbacks did get thumped by the Dodgers in one of those games 10-1. to 1. Uh, a couple of other games, like the game against the uh, Brewers and the second game of the series, they lost 7-1. to one. So they've had some pretty one-sided losses. Uh, but for the most part, their wins were pretty close. And that leads to a minus two run differential right now this early in the season for the Diamondbacks, even with uh, an 8-5 eight and, eight and five record. Yeah, who cares about run differential? Nobody though, cares right? about no, that. Nobody or cares or about the Cardinals. Go away. Go away, St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals. What we care about is where the Diamondbacks are. ESPN has them up to 14th. Uh, up from 20th, so they've moved up six spots in ESPN's power rankings. And Bleacher Report, Bleacher (laughs) Report, I don't know if to love you or to hate you, but Bleacher (laughs) Report have moved the Diamondbacks up to fifth best team in Major League Baseball, up 14 spots from 19th. Yeah, I 
I don't know about that one, Derek. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it it does. I think different outlets have a different way of thinking about power rankings. Yeah. Like, like as far as how caught in the moment they're going to get. I mean, you could make a case that, like, if you're picking which team you want to face right now, you know, in, in a three-game series, the D-backs are probably at the bottom of that list or near the bottom of that list, right? If you're just thinking about which teams are hot right now versus which sure. teams aren't, sure. then yeah, the D-backs are hot right now. I, I mean, I think we can all agree on that. But if you're viewing power rankings as like, this is the pecking order of teams around the league, like as a whole, as we continue to move through the season, as far as who we think is going to be the best teams at the end of the season, fifth is a little high. For for right now, right? Uh, the D backs are eight and five. They're not on, my they're world. on, not they're my on world. pace to win a hundred games, as we talked games, about baby, yesterday. <laughs> but they also are they also are minus two. They've allowed more runs than they've scored, and I don't think that means that that doesn't invalidate what they've done so far. They've had an, a tremendously difficult schedule, um, but we need to see more, right? We need to see more before before we can say that they're the fifth best team in baseball, despite what what Bleacher Report might think. Um, some of the, some of those responses are incredible. Mustachio Mike says the Diamondbacks, Yankees and Rays are the only teams that haven't lost the series. It's we true. are supposed to tell you that Mike, uh, we had that in our notes because yes, the Diamondbacks are one of only those three teams that have not lost the series. Uh, obviously we know what the Rays are doing and that's pretty damn good company considering that they are off to one of baseball's best starts, uh, in, in decades. Uh, but the Diamondbacks being up there with those two teams, that's, that's pretty unexpected as far as uh, as far as what we thought this team was going to do, at least early on. You can have all of your expectations about this team and and what the season, how the season was going to go. I don't think many people had this had the, the early season in the month of April going this well for, yeah. the, for Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit the other day, but Baseball Reference has a strength of schedule uh, metric, which they define as being the number of runs per game their opponents are better or worse than the average team. For the D-backs, that number is 2.9. The next highest is 1.7. They are the they have the hardest schedule in all of baseball, right? By now. a wide margin. By a wide, by wide that, margin. By that metric, it is almost twice as difficult as the next highest team, which is actually the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Dodgers. Angeles Dodgers. And then after that, it's the Milwaukee Brewers. So I right. guess those uh, there's certainly some interconnectivity there. I guess right. the, the Dodgers is only high because they've like played the Diamondbacks and played some other good teams, but, um, Padres too. Yeah. The Have Padres. They played Padres I, I don't know. Maybe they I don't know off the okay. top of my head, but, but yeah, all that to say the D backs, the opponents that they've played, as we've talked about, have been very, very good now. And so, and this isn't, this isn't projected strength of schedule. This is strength of schedule based on the teams they've played up to this point. Yeah. Right? This is who they've already played. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, again, that just goes to show that this team has not been getting easy opponents, but they've been doing uh, the work and again, the OPS not great. Some of the numbers statistically for this team not great. We're going to dive into their fast start and what they were good at here in a little bit. But uh, they are finding a way to win, and I think that's the thing that's impressive. If 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 uh, starting pitching can continue the role that we kind of saw here in this Brewer series, I mean the sky seems to be the limit for this team at least for right now. I I I I don't really know. How to, what to think you of don't this team. You don't know what to do with your hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. No, I don't know what to think of this team because as much as we want to, once again, like what we do with the bullpen, where we throw last year's bullpen onto this year's team, even though it's relatively uh, a, a completely different bullpen, there there is a lot to be said about the fact that this is a completely different team. I know there's a lot of the same components, uh, but 
this is just a different team. There's a different feel to it. Uh, I feel like Tory has different strengths now at, on how he can manage this team. And I feel like uh, he's, it, it's kind of like my new car. I still don't know all the things that my car can do. I'm still figuring out what these <laughs> buttons and stuff mean. The other day I figured out it could drive itself. That shit is wild to me. Wait, your car can drive it itself? It can drive itself, oh Jesse. It can just drive itself. It has to remind me to put my hands back on the steering wheel because the car just drives itself. I didn't even. How did you buy a car that drove itself without, without knowing, knowing that? Because they just throw it in as a feature now. It's just, <laughs> just a thing it does. It's not even like something they sell you the car on. They're just like, oh yeah, that button's your radio. That one's how you connect to uh, the Apple CarPlay. That one's gonna uh the car's gonna drive itself no big deal you know no, what I, mean? I drive a 2008 rav4 so it's a uh, sick they, they, RAV4. Didn't, they didn't it is a sick rav4 but, didn't but they, the they didn't have that feature 15 right. years ago right. <laughs> uh but yeah like, my my metaphor is tory doesn't know what this team can do he doesn't know what all these buttons sometimes are with these guys but he's figuring it out quickly yesterday he definitely found the right one to push when he uh, yeah. got himself ejected for sure that was like the like all go button you know but uh, we're not the only people around here. Bleacher Report, us, we're not the only ones thinking crazy because our friends over at Talking Baseball put out a poll about if the Diamondbacks will make the playoffs. <laughs> and this is pretty even. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Preseason, did we really expect it to nearly be a 50-50 split for a poll like this, which is a, a, a national Outlet. Yeah, not, I mean, not talking, us. Like, we, not, we would understand this for us if we put this out. Yeah, but if this we is put this baseball. out, it would probably be like 70 30. Yeah, or 70 30 ridiculous. for sure in, re, in, in, in favor of yes. But. Yeah, but talking baseball, I mean, we've seen them tweet about the Diamondbacks or tweet highlights from the Diamondbacks and whatnot in the past. And it, it, those tweets don't necessarily get as nearly as much interaction as some of the other stuff because I don't think talking baseball's audience has a whole lot of Diamondbacks fans in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, clearly. There are some people who are kind of buying in to what the Diamondbacks have done through 13 games. And and I will, you know, I, I will try to make it as clear as I possibly can that 13 games is a tiny sample size. We have still played less than 10% of the full season, right? Um, and, you know, even teams that, that don't finish super well. Like, we could probably go back to last season and find several 13-game stretches where the D-backs went 8-5. and five. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's oh, something that they did last year but it is still about the strength of schedule it's about the teams that they've done it against the way that they've done it the fact that they're getting in teams heads with their run game more than anything else right shout out William Contreras and that that whole incident yesterday where he threw to second when Geraldo Perdomo wasn't even stealing <laughs> and uh and airmailed the throw so uh it, it's there's a lot of things here that that do have promise even if you know, maybe talking about whether the D-backs are going to make the playoffs is it might be a little a little early for that. At playoffs. We're playoff bound. baby. <laughs> uh, one thing you said earlier was about teams wanting to play the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks probably being very low on teams list of, of who they want to play right now with how hot they've been. Yeah. I feel like another aspect of that that we've been talking about quite a bit has been the pressure that this team is able to apply on a defense and make them make mistakes. Yeah. As you move along further in the season, those mistakes become fewer and fewer, right? Teams tighten it up. They get better. They just get locked in more as the baseball season. We're still very early into the season. And and players uh, playing slop, sloppy is part of early on in the season. It's part sure. of spring training. It's part of getting back in that groove of being a baseball player. But uh, that that's, that's very much a reason why I would see teams not wanting to play this team right now because you do have to be – uh, you have to be on point when you play the Diamondbacks. You really do. You really do. And this really struck me in the Brewers series, honestly, because the, the Brewers came into this series leading baseball and defensive run saved. I think they still do lead the baseball and defensive run saved. 
But in this series, it felt like the Diamondbacks outplayed the Brewers on defense. And that's kind of the sense that I've gotten in almost every series, probably almost every game the Diamondbacks have played this year. It just feels like the other team is going to make more mistakes defensively than the Diamondbacks do. And at the big league level, there's not that many mistakes, right? It's not like other teams are making seven errors or anything like that. Uh, but we saw the Brewers make, I think it was three errors in, in the game yesterday. And, and the D-backs just don't have games like that. They just haven't had games like that where they're making all sorts of mistakes. Uh, you know, you can poke it at little things here and there. Uh, you know, maybe some of their outfielders don't have as good of arms as you'd find in, in other uh, in other outfields around the game. But they're doing all those little things, right? They're one of the best base running teams in the game. And they're one of the best defensive teams in the game. And, and that allows you to get away with a lot of things, right? Yeah. If you're not hitting as many homers as other teams, if you don't have quite as much star power at the top of your rotation as other teams, that allows you to, to work around some of those things. And it's played a, an enormous role in what they've been able to do so far. Joey Weimer alone currently leads baseball with six defensive runs saved already this season. Wow. Which wow. is a lot for 95 innings played. That's insane, yeah. Uh, who do you think leads the Diamondbacks, Jesse? In defensive run saved? In, de in defensive Ooh. run saved, who do you think leads the Diamondbacks? Oh, this is fat. I feel like this is always the other way around. Like, I'm always quizzing you uh -huh. on, on random stats I know, this is a good and seeing one. if you can guess what's in my head. Yep. Um, who leads the Diamondbacks in defensive run saved? Um, I mean, I guess I would start at the premium position, so I would maybe say uh, Alec Thomas? No, sir. Not Alec Thomas? No, sir. Okay. Uh, I'll try a shortstop, although they've kind of Perdomo and Ahmed have kind of split time down the middle. So yeah. that, that seems a little far fetched. I'll try Nick Ahmed, though. Perdomo has Geraldo. two defensive runs saved and he is second on the team. OK, to Gabriel Moreno, who has really? three defensive runs saved. Wow. Catcher. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you I think he's thrown out four attempting yeah. base stealers uh -huh. at this point, especially I mean, that'll, that, that'll get you there pretty quick, especially Joey Weimer at third the other day when Weimer had stole second and then tried to take third. And Moreno was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. But um, yeah, so I uh, see people in the chat know the answer and I don't. Yeah, um, I bet go. they cheated. Though. They, they probably Derek? cheated. Yeah, it's, it's easy <laughs> to look these things up. When you're uh, like you said, though, the projection systems aren't quite on board with the Diamondbacks uh, making the playoffs. Uh, in some cases, uh, they have not even moved uh, 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 budged quite uh, quite much. Fangraphs has the D-backs projected to go 72 and 77 the rest of the way for a final record of two games below 500 at mm. 80 and 82 and a playoff chance of 20.9%. Yeah, it's. I think it was maybe fifteen percent coming into the season. So <laughs> hey, you got a five percent, five percent. Baseball bump. prospectus is still at around fifteen percent. It's at fourteen point three percent playoff chance. Uh, yeah, they also have the Diamondbacks going seventy-one and seventy-eight the rest of the way. So they continue to doubt. A lot of doubting going on in these uh, in these in these websites, and that's the way. So. That's the way projection systems are, though. Yeah, like they're right. they're not going to be like, oh, the D backs went eight and five against the the Brewers, Padres, and Dodgers. They're the like, fourth All best right, team now, in baseball. Now they're going to win ninety five <laughs> games. Like that's not the way these right. projection right. systems work. They, they take into consideration too much of the past and what this team has right. done in previous seasons and things like that. Thirteen and, games. I mean, the D backs could have gone twelve and one, and they just and they wouldn't, wouldn't have changed. Care. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, it, it would be interesting to see what baseball perspectives has like the Tampa Bay Rays at now with their with their kind of historic start but uh you know i mean i think projections are what they are you can you can say what you want about this team even the statistics that we're going to dive into some of them don't really equal this team being as successful as they have been so 
I, I really feel like it's a testament to what this team has been able to do at times with what they're given. And really, as as stupid as this sounds coming from me, it just like they just want to win. Right. Like it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of guys out there trying to pad their own stats or doing anything yeah. like to to make themselves into a superstar. This team feels like a team like they are. They're grinding together. We have we have a different you know, King Snake almost every single game. Yeah. We have different guys that are stepping up and helping this team win. It's been bullpen. It's been starters. It's been outfielders. It's been infielders. I mean, it feels like this is all something that uh, is, is really is a team effort for them to be where they're at right now. Yeah, I mean, it's way too early to think about this too, but I'm just thinking about like when the All-Star game rolls around, if the D-backs are playing well at that point and right. deserving of having multiple guys in there. Right. Like who are... Who are those guys going to be, right? I mean, I think Zach Gallen is probably the most obvious candidate for something like that who hasn't been an all-star yet. Um, but after that, it, I mean, you know, Lourdes Gurriel, like, you know, pro- probably not. I mean, I guess Corbin Carroll, if he, uh, you know, is able to get his on-base percentage up a little bit sure. and, um, you know, become the player that a lot of people think he can. This D-backs team is not built of stars, right? I mean, you could make a case that Zach Gallen is the only star level player on this team and around him it's just a bunch of guys who are well motivated and do a lot of little things right and you know in the box score their numbers might not look quite as good as uh, some of the other good players around the league but at the end of the day it all adds up to a pretty good baseball team you know who i realized wasn't a superstar based on his reaction to his mlb the show rating christian Mm -hmm. walker Okay. Okay. And I'm saying that because <laughs> you realize Christian, he wasn't a superstar because of how he reacted to his MLB. That's right. You're going to have to explain this. That's right. Today. He pulled a little piece of paper off and even though he had ranked himself higher, it was only a few points higher and he was way too satisfied where he was at. Well, yeah. Zach Gallon, meanwhile, wanted to kick over the goddamn whiteboard. Zach Gallon wanted <laughs> to have a little kid tantrum because of the, of the number they gave him. And more importantly, Zach Gallon, Probably has that number written down somewhere in his locker or somewhere, along with a list of writers that didn't vote for him last year. He's got a list of a lot of things, and it <laughs> motivates him quite a bit. But uh, no. I mean, if you're Christian Walker, though, like like last year was kind of the first year that you really put the whole thing together yeah, yeah, for yeah. a full season, yeah, right? Yeah. So you, he was I mean, just happy to be there, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah. Was just happy to be yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, like the the career trajectory that Christian Walker has followed to be at a point where his MLB the show rating is yeah. in the mid eighties is really impressive. It just, it honestly for me, like what it showed, uh, all jokes aside, was like how little ego someone like Christian Walker has. Yeah, like he was just kind of thought, like he literally just, nah, cool. Like, hey, cool. I'm ranked that in a baseball game. That's pretty awesome. Right. And I mean, like, that's just something to that's that's something special when it comes from a guy that uh, honestly, Christian Walker, I think I was talking about it with uh, Michael McDermott, but uh, he's just a guy that we've been very lucky to have over there first place at first base since Goldie left. Like we just take him a bit for granted considering how good he is defensively over there. And last year we really saw what he was able to do offensively in the second half. You also notice, and I, I don't want to like put Pavin Smith's defense down because I think Pavin Smith is fine at first base. But you notice, but you notice, you notice he's not there. when pa- when Pavin Smith starts at first base and Christian Walker isn't there. You know, every every time one of the D backs infielders delivers a throw in the dirt, you, you kind of like yeah. heart skips beat maybe yeah. a little more yeah, than yeah. it would if Christian Walker's over there. Yeah. He's just so smooth and so good at everything he does. 
Um, speaking of Christian Walker, I think he's going to have a very big series in Miami. Okay. I don't know why I feel that. I just feel like we're going to see Christian Walker. Been kind of a slow, feast. kind of a slow start for yeah. Christian Walker this and, year. And the Marlins team is not very good. Uh, they do have one guy that's very good though, and that's Sandy Alcantara. Uh, let's take a look at the probable graphics for this upcoming series with Miami. Again, uh, Rodgers is is much better, I think, than that 0-2 record with that 6 ERA uh, kind of labels him as there. But yeah. uh, that first game, I, I think, especially with Bumgarner on the mound, is uh, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to give the Diamondbacks the win there. I would love to see Mad Bum prove me wrong. I would love to see Mad Bum go out against a team that's struggling the way Miami is and just have a good outing. You know, I'm not looking for anything crazy. I'm not expecting him to have 11 strikeouts and you know, seven innings pitched like Zach Gallen did in his last outing. But to see Bumgarner come out and have a solid, you know, quality start would just put me over the moon at this point. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Rogers is uh, two years ago. He looked like a future Cy Young yes. winner. I mean, he had a yes. 264 ERA yes, back in 2021 with the Marlins. But last year he had a 5.47 ERA uh, in 23 starts. Still has pretty good stuff. I still think, you know, I'm sure the Marlins are still excited about his future, but this year he's 0-2 with an ERA of six. Uh, you know, he's covered nine innings in those two starts. He's not really going deep in the game. So uh, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty decent matchup at, at the very least. I think the D-backs have a shot to win that game. Uh, you've got Ryan Nelson against Garrett on uh, Saturday, which I think is also a fairly even matchup, yeah, a yeah. game that feels winnable. And then, of course, Zach Gallon and Sandy Alcantara, which is going to be a lot Sunday of fun Sunday is, is an epic summer blockbuster. It's not even a marquee matchup. That's a that's a big-time uh, pitching matchup right there between uh, former former Cy Young winner Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallon, who has all of those people that voted for Sandy Alcantara on the list. Yeah, my, Michael McDermott in the comments, man, that's, that's interesting. He says, yeah, I saw an article at the Marlins without Arias have a 70 70- WRC plus weighted not, runs created plus, which is not good, which is very not good. <laughs> yeah, their offense is just uh, Jazz Chisholm was 0 4 with four strikeouts uh, in the game yesterday. I'm Take sure him off the show. I want him <laughs> off the show. I don't want to look at his face anymore when I boot that game up. <laughs> yeah, their their offense is just I mean, they're just not hitting the ball to start the year. And, and you look up and down that lineup. You don't necessarily see a whole lot of guys that you're all that all that afraid of at yeah, this point. Very so, true. Very true. And uh, honestly, you know, Zach Gallon has a chip on his shoulder a little bit about that whole situation. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if his team uh, kind of backs him up there. But maybe I'm I'll be fascinated to see uh, if Zach Gallon's velo maybe maybe picks up a little bit on, <laughs> on Sunday. 93, 94 with that fastball. I remember in in some of the some of the abs against Jazz Chisholm last year. Oh all, yeah, Gallon was oh, like yeah. 96, oh, 97 yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in some of those in some of those abs. So that if we get to see Chisholm Gallon on Sunday, which I think we will, it should be pretty fun. Well. You can throw some money on Christian Walker having a big game, maybe on some home runs. I saw somebody uh, made like an incredible amount of money uh, yesterday off of betting on the Mets game. It was like picking the player, like three players to hit a home run and and a, and a money line bet won you like $56,000. Like, oh my God. I know how unlikely that is, right? But. I feel like it's more likely than playing the lottery, right? Like, because we know stuff <laughs> about baseball. We know who are good home run hitters. You know who you might want to. I mean, Sean DePaz, uh, as much as I didn't like it, he, he threw somebody on some Brewers players to hit some home runs in that game that Corbin Burns started, and he hit. So uh, make sure that you're placing your bets over at BetMGM. Win yourself some money. Maybe you can win yourself $56,000 on a single baseball game. 
you can get lots of advice, though, because soon we're going to have our curated in-app bets from your friends here at PHNX. Uh, we also will be out at the Bet MGM Sportsbook. Uh, beautiful amenities, beautiful, uh, all, wonderful location over there by State Farm Stadium. Great food, great drinks. We're also going to have our monthly cornhole leagues over at Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. So make sure to keep it locked right here for more information on that. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, you can use our bonus code of PHNX and you will get up to $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market uh, at standard odds price and you will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. Regardless of the outcome, just make sure to use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Plus, uh, make sure to join us out at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all Suns Away playoff games. Our PHNX Suns watch parties presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and some really big BetMGM deposit matches. So make sure to join us for that. Shane just walked in. He's ready to give you guys a disclaimer. Let's get Shane a mic. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. We thank you guys right now for joining us in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to our channel already, please do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Also, leave us a thumbs up just for instant gratification. Instant. Yeah, you know, We just like our attaboys. Just give us our attaboy with our little thumbs up. It helps the algorithm, too. It really does. Uh, but that's like he's he's being truthful about that. And see, like I. You'd rather be fraudulent. I would rather lie to you about the reason why we want the <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, of course, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, if you haven't signed up for your PHNX Diehards membership, you should do so now. It's a wonderful time. You will get access to all of the content uh, that our writers produce, everything we do over here, Jesse's newsletter full count, uh, which brings you everything about the Arizona Diamondbacks that you wanted or needed to know. You also have a free piece of merch from the PHNXlocker.com, including this beautiful Rattler shirt. I love this guy. With, with I, I sent this out to a friend of ours from uh, Roosevelt's. And uh, he very much loves our merch. So that that little uh, relationship is mutual as far as loving each other's stuff. Uh, and you get a free shirt, free hat, whatever you want. Every year you remember, you also get 20% off all future purchases. Get access to our PHNX Sports Diehard Discord Lounge, which is the best place to be uh, an Arizona sports fan. You also get uh, members-only discounts with our partners, members-only merchandise, members-only invites to events, and discounts on our events. So much, uh, so much to be had. You can join us right now for D-backs takeover this season uh, for any of these games, or you can grab the season pass. We have six PHNX D-backs takeover tickets uh, for six games. You also get pregame meetup access, which we will have food. Uh, we will be there hanging out. You get to uh, you get to watch me drink beers in person. That's always like an event. It's like yeah, watching. Yeah, that's there's it's some like, real entertainment. Value it's like there, seeing a sure. bear eat uh, in the zoo. You know, like it's one thing for the bear to be there, but when he eats, that's that's showtime, baby. Give Derek <laughs> beers, and everybody can just watch me like I'm an animal in the zoo. Uh, also, you get that wonderful T-shirt, PHNX. It's always sunny shirt, incredible shirt, incredible value, and most importantly, you get to hang out 
uh, with your friends and your family over here at PHNX and watch some baseball. Uh, that's what we are all about. That's what we like to do. We're big fans of baseball over here. Uh, and we've been big fans of the Arizona Diamondbacks fast start so far. Uh, I don't really know why it's happening. I don't know how it's happening, but I don't care about those things. He cares about those things. So he's going to break down for you uh, how the Diamondbacks got to this point. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to run through a bunch of just random stats that I pulled basically okay. from, from the D-backs 8 and 5 star. This one I, I didn't have on the rundown, but I just found it. I'm actually going to start with it. Okay. So leading baseball in outs above average, which is like stat cast defensive metric. There is a Diamondbacks player who is tied for the league lead in that metric with Joey Weimer, who we already talked about, who is doing very Weimer. well for himself in defensive runs safe. It is Josh Rojas. Oh, oh. Josh Rojas. The Regular Josh Rojas or open shirt Josh Rojas? Yeah, probably, open, probably, probably open shirt. He, he open causes shirt a lot Josh of chaos. <laughs> yeah, it, which is incredible. Uh, the eye test, I've been very impressed with Josh Rojas's defense at third base. We know that he lost playing time at the end of last season because yeah. of his third base defense. Yep. The D-backs didn't like uh, some of his mechanics and asked him to switch some, th some things up. They took him out of the lineup for a few days. In fact, Tori Lovello told us just the other day when he was talking about Rojas and Marte's defense from last year, he, he, he sounded like he kind of gave Rojas an ultimatum a bit. He yeah. basically said like that they're, we're not going to play you yeah, unless you yeah, figure this out. Basically. <laughs> and we know that Tori gave every player kind of like an, uh, an off season assignment. They, they actually signed their, their names to kind of like a, a plan that they had for them to get on track. And Lavallo commented about how impressed he was about both, both Rojas and Marte and, yeah. and how they came along. And they were both working on completely different things. Marte was working more on just his flexibility and, and being healthy because they knew what a special athlete he was. But Rojas, not to say he's not a special athlete, they they had some defensive concerns that Rojas worked on and, and improved on significantly. Yeah, Cattell is another, another big one. I don't have the numbers for him in front of me, but at least the eye test, he has been really good for the Some of the plays that he's been able to make on. up the middle were things that he was not even close to last yeah. season. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I don't think Cattell is necessarily gonna gonna win a Gold Glove. I don't know if Rojas is gonna you know continue sure. putting up B's kind of numbers throughout the whole season. But those were two big things uh, coming into this year for this D-backs team: is what's Cattell gonna look like at second base? Do we have to make him a DH as he before he turns thirty years old? Right. Yeah. I mean that that would not have been a good thing for this team, and it looks like Cattell has uh, really come back in better shape and, and looks a lot better out there. Um, we talked about uh, outs above average, and we talked about defensive runs saved. D-backs are tied for fourth uh, in the league with eight defensive runs yeah. saved and are tied for first with six outs above average, and Rojas is a big big reason for that. Yeah, I guess he has half of those six. He has three <laughs> yeah. by himself, which is pretty crazy. So as we talked about before, the D-backs continue to be an outstanding defensive team, and that has been a huge part of the success that they've had this season. Uh, leading the Diamondbacks in wins above replacement, um, it's interesting, actually. Michael's talking about Cattell having minus two outs above average and zero defensive run saved, which which is which is not totally shocking. I, I'm not going to come out and say that Cattell is you know going to win a Gold Glove or anything, but he's looked better. At he least has, he's looked much better. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't think you can argue with that one bit. It, he might yeah. not be getting to everything that you know uh, extremely talented shorts or second basemen are getting to, right? But uh, we've still just seen Cattell make much better defensive plays than we saw him doing last year. And, and that's yeah. that's huge for this team because that was, considering they weren't really going to sit Cattell very much, Like that was that was a big hole for them. Leading the D-backs and wins above replacement in 2023, 
I would ask you, Derek, but I'm sure you've already seen this on the rundown. So I'm not going to set you up to that's make fine. it look like you know what you're that I know. About. That's smart. That's <laughs> Geraldo Perdomo <laughs> leads the Diamondbacks and wins above replacement 13 games into the season, just as we all expected. That's right, exactly. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He's uh, r- r- our risk king. So, of course, that he is that. But no, I mean, Perdomo, I think uh, there, there's, there's a lot of benefits to Nick Ahmed being back. And I think part of it yeah. is that Perdomo doesn't have to take on that weight of being their everyday shortstop. He can really play uh, in those splits that that benefit him and and that allow him to kind of flourish. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder, too, if maybe he's been able to just focus on his swing from the left side a, a little bit sure. just because he's basically been in there every time against righties and Ahmed's been in there every time against lefties. So um, I don't know that as a fact, but I wonder if Perdomo's been able to just kind of nail down his swing from the left side more than anything else. Uh, I'm not going to lie, the the underlying stats on Perdomo. Uh, not great. There's, there's still a lot of blue on the baseball <laughs> yeah. savant page. Uh, he's not he's not killing the baseball. I wouldn't say dogging him is at 99 though, and that's all we needed. To yeah, be. his weighted on base average is 519, and his expected weight uh, weighted on base average based on um, you know his batted ball data and whatnot is 311. <laughs> so there's a very big difference between. What Perdomo is, has actually done and what he's expected to we, do. Like, that's quite the difference that's lower. Pretty, I don't know if that's I've a seen pretty that. big difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, early in the season, you'll see some big differences, but that, that's a big difference. He has walked 17% of the time, which is super high, continues to have great plate discipline, continues to not chase pitches out of the zone. Yeah. So those things continue to be huge pluses for Perdomo. Uh, defensively, he's looked great as well. At shortstop, it seems like since the the beginning, middle part of last year, when he was kind of shaky uh, early on in the season, he's really started to flourish there defensively. So, speaking of shortstops, Nick Ahmed has been faster than ever. Nick Ahmed, yeah, <laughs> d- yeah. I, this one I don't know how to explain. Nick Ahmed is thirty three years old, I believe. And hey, I told you not- we can get better with age. I tell you that all the time when you say this kind of stuff. He is 33 years old, and his sprint speed is faster than it's been since 2016. So Nick Let's Ahmed go. has been Let's faster go. Do on it the for base the old pads. Guys, Nick. Yeah. yeah, I guess and maybe the D-backs have embraced the run game so much that you know Nick is like, <laughs> all right, I gotta, I gotta, you know, keep up with these these young whippersnappers now, around here. Some, some, something that I can honestly say is like. I've gotten into such a routine of like working out. I, I run almost every single day. I, I I work out quite often. I if if you have I, the best sprint speed of your life since twenty sixteen. I, I might. I'm, I I was not in very good shape. I was not a very good athlete. I wasn't very fast. I was quite overweight. Like I I'm not like my my twenties are not something I should compare myself to at forties. It it's not a good litmus <laughs> test. Uh, it's not a good example. But what I'm saying is is that. I can I can do this seven days, fourteen days in a row. I can be fine. And one night of sleeping <laughs> wrong and my neck hurting will completely, completely shut down my my routine. Will completely shut down me exercising. Right? These guys, Nick, could tell they've gone through major injuries. You know, and it's yeah. like even if it's not necessarily an injury, like Nick's was like a shoulder and stuff that impacts you. You never know how much uh, how much it's impacting you overall. I mean, Cattell's was constantly like a hamstring, and obviously that's going to impact how explosive he is defensively, his ability to get down the line, his ability to get the ball. There's a lot there. Even if he's right, but it's still not 100%, he's just not going to have that same, um, same ability to – 
to be as good of an athlete as he as he has been. So Gabriel wants to see Derek versus Dre Jameson. So I I'm mean, also on board with in that. what aspect? <laughs> like a physical fight? Because I would lose I'm assuming, that. Obviously. I'm assuming a race is what he's, in a race. I would also lose to. that. Dre Jameson beat Corbin Carroll. What are we doing here? Like. <laughs> That is not a race. That is Gabriel uh, just wants to see how how, how big of a margin yeah. Dre would be able to come up with in like a forty oh, yard man. dash or something. I would also be entertained. Dre Jameson but. is is uh, is an anomaly to me. He doesn't make any sense because the man no. like he's in such great shape, right? But he's such a like compact small package yeah, that yeah. i feel like when you see him on tv versus in real life that he just looks like he is three and a half feet taller <laughs> on tv than he is when you meet him um but he's it's probably five ten in real life would you say i'm, I'm not he's listed at that. six feet i believe you i think, am you think, you think he's definitely than not six feet uh no one, nobody no. is doing the measuring in that clubhouse apparently <laughs> they're just taking people's word for their height but <laughs> Uh, Dre Jamison, it doesn't matter how big or small he is. He's been incredible on the mound for this team. Yeah. Whether it's in the bullpen role, which he was kind of relegated to uh, unfairly, in, in my opinion, uh, or uh, his last start or his first start, I guess you should could say, of, of 2023. But uh, one thing Jesse noticed was how good his slider has been. Yeah, Dre Jamison's slider has been just absurd to start the season. His whiff rate on the slider is a cool 73.1 percent my goodness uh, which basically means it's not that like 73 percent of his sliders end in a swing and a miss it's 73 percent of swings, swings at his slider on his slider end and up in a miss yeah, yeah which is still crazy i mean three out of every four <laughs> times that you try to swing at dre jameson's slider you're not even touching you're, it. you're you're not going to touch you're it, not fouling is, it off you're not doing anything with it you're just right. missing it and so and, and something i hadn't realized since i looked a little bit closer into this earlier today uh, his movement on his slider is actually quite different from what it was last year. The velocity is almost identical, 84.7 miles an hour last year on average, 84.8 miles an hour this year. But his movement on this pitch, Derek, has gone up drastically um, as Derek just gets up for some reason. Go ahead. Um, okay. There's, there's comments and I'm getting the hat down, I'm getting the hat out of the way. Okay. Okay. All right. Derek, Go ahead. Derek Sorry, needs, I didn't mean to distract you. He Please needs to wear continue. his hat. Um, all right. So last year, vertical movement on Dre Jamison slider was 35.9 inches on average. This year, it's up to 39 inches. So more than three, a more than three inch increase in vertical drop for Dre Jamison slider. The bigger increase, though, is horizontally, how much it's moving side to side. 6.8 inches on average last year, which was a little bit above average uh, for, for sliders of, of similar velocity. This year, that's up to 11.1 inches oh my God. of horizontal sweep, which is about six inches above average. What, what do both of those things, and we talk about pitch shape a lot, right? And I don't know if everybody understands pitch shape, but what do those yeah. things do to his pitch shape that they have that much more of a drop and that much more of a move? Yeah, a lot of times you see pitchers kind of like try to favor one or the other. So like from one season to the next, maybe they pull back on the drop a little bit and they're and they're going for more of a sweeper, right? So they add some horizontal, take away some vertical or or vice versa. It's pretty rare to see a pitcher with with any particular pitch add significantly to both their vertical and their horizontal movement at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to have to talk with Dre about this because I, I didn't notice that until today. Oh um, his slider was good last year, too. It's been his best pitch, I think, throughout his professional career. But this year it's on a different level. 
And, and I don't think he's going to maintain a 73% whiff rate for the whole season, but he could maintain something pretty ridiculous because this pitch is moving like crazy. Clutch Canuck is trying to get in our ad reads. Yes, speaking of an 11-inch move to the right, Roman. No, uh, I'm going to put this on Jesse because that's what people have requested. Is that okay. Jesse wearing All right. that hat? All right. I will put my hat back on until my hair is purple. Uh, and I will tell you guys, of course, uh, that the Diamondbacks have been doing things well as a team. Uh, pitching, maybe not so much. Hitting, kind of, right? Like team rank uh, in foire. I like foire. In foire, yes. What do, you, what, do you, what do we got? Yeah, so on the offensive side, the D-backs is a team rank 10th in wins above replacement so above average there uh, on the pitching side of things uh, not not so great not there. great the d-backs actually have negative 0.1 <laughs> wins above replacement as a pitching staff this season according to fan graphs uh, and the reason for that is primarily the d-backs have walked a lot of guys yeah. and they've given up kind of a lot of home runs yeah um, and both of those things i think will will improve over time I don't know if anyone can take me seriously wearing this. No, thing. I don't think so. Uh, probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think those things will improve over time, but Fangraphs' wins above replacement calculation is based on FIP, not based on ERA, or like the actual number of runs you've allowed. Right. And FIP very highly values walks and home runs. Those things factor in very significantly. So no huge, uh, no huge surprise there, but it is something to watch moving forward. Uh, D-backs, at least according to uh, FIP and some other pitching metrics, their pitching side of things is due to regress a little bit unless they're able to improve those home run and walk numbers. Now, we know they've been giving up some home runs. We know they haven't been hitting very many home runs, but they've been stealing a lot of bases. And honestly, I, I don't know if I've ever had as much fun as I'm having right now watching a team steal bases. Stealing bases kind of always felt like some sort of 50-50 like luck of the draw thing. Maybe the ball will get down there fast enough to get him. Maybe 50 50. I, mean, I sure mean, hope it's not 50. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I mean, it never, if felt... you're only successful 50% of the time when you steal a base, you should I never know. try to steal I'm not, a base. I'm not talking about the actual uh, success rates. I'm talking about what it felt like when you were watching like a stolen base attempt go down. Okay. And the catcher right. was All throwing right. out there, right? Fair it never, enough. now it feels honestly like when we see a Diamondbacks player get a jump. That 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 shit's gonna happen, uh, and I mean honestly, again, when you talk about putting fire in my blood, the Diamondbacks getting steals that puts fire in my blood. Uh, let's get let, let's get Dre in here. I, that puts fire in my blood. Puts fire in his blood too. Uh, Diamondbacks currently tied for second in the league in stolen bases with seventeen. Yeah, the Cleveland Guardians they they passed him up over the last few days. Another young, another young exciting base. team though. That's another sure. another young exciting team. Speaking of ex young exciting teams, the D-backs are also tied with the Baltimore Orioles with those 17 Ooh, stolen bases. Let's go. Uh but yeah, the D-backs have still only been caught once this year. They're 17 for 18, so that is obviously outstanding. Uh Jake McCarthy was the one guy who who was caught on the base pads that happened in San Diego and he stole a base later in that same game. Um, that was the game that Josh Rojas stole home and all sorts of other crazy things. So uh, even when the D-backs do get caught, it feels like they're, you know, they're still impacting the game on the bases in other ways. So, uh, yeah, and, and on the other side of things, what's honestly even crazier than the D-backs being 17 for 18 is that opposing teams are two for six against the Diamondbacks attempting to steal yeah. bases. Gabby don't, in, Gabby don't, Gabby don't play. In large part <laughs> because of Gabby Moreno, who is caught 
four out of the five. I think opposing teams are one for one against Jose Herrera. They haven't run against him much. And they are one for five running against yeah. Gabby Moreno. And Nicholas says it right there with the higher success rate this year. It's extra exciting when Gabby gums him down. What's funny is I don't remember Gabriel Moreno's arm being something that was talked about as far as it was know, one of the things it, it was it was in there, but it wasn't um, it wasn't like a feature. It wasn't like like it, yeah. we talked about his bat a lot, but it didn't seem like a lot of what he did behind the plate got got very much attention. Yeah, I think P, you definitely traded for Gabby Moreno because of the hitter that you believe he can he can be, and also knowing that he is a sure thing to stay at sure. catcher. Yeah, yeah, there there sure. were no questions about like, oh, you might have to move this guy to first base, yeah. but man, he can he hit. Might, he might be a liability. Back yeah, there he wasn't like he wasn't that kind of a guy, but uh, but yeah, I mean, for him with his arm, it's a little bit of everything. His uh, his, his just the sheer velocity that he's uh, that he has on these throws is is well above average. His pop time is well below average, so he's getting it out faster. His transfer time of getting the ball, um, you know, from his mitt uh, out of his hand is also better than average. So I don't know if it's like, oh, he's, you know, he's throwing 95 mile hour fastballs to second base. It's not that. It's just that he's better than average at everything Yeah. Um, when it comes to throwing guys out. And, and we've seen that be pretty incredible uh in real life uh, opposing teams one for five trying to steal against him ryan h says he's got some tools he doesn't have all the tools that guy left but he's got some tools yeah he's, he has yeah he's missing the bandsaw he doesn't have the drill press but he'll help you <laughs> fix the legs on your table if they break and there's some other things he can do but he's got some tools for sure uh you guys have some tools too by the way when it comes to saving money and it comes to coming Getting out to baseball games, uh, your biggest tool should be using our friends over at Game Time because if you are a procrastinator and you want to save big on tickets, Game Time is the app for you. Not only uh, not only uh, sporting events, but concert shows, anything you want to go to, Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. It is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for an absolute reason. Uh, and th that reason isn't just because Jesse finds it so aesthetically pleasing. It's because they save you big on tickets. You can snag the tickets without the extra stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And I will say this about Game Time. Uh, somebody pointed out that the uh, fees sometimes that you could get charged by Ticketmaster or other ticket agencies, even if ticket prices are similar, can be astronomical. Oh, game, yeah. time, game time keeps those fees limited, and you will see uh, an overall lower ticket price, even, even if you find a similar ticket price elsewhere. Uh, also, it was brought up in the chat. Jesse didn't get the couch yet. He'll never, he's not going to decide on it because, again, there's too many... <laughs> There's too many options. Uh, there's too many. He has to go see it in person. Uh, but luckily, more furniture has showrooms all across the valley. Jesse can go check out the couches uh, and see which one he likes. He's going to put a lot of research into it. He's got to compile statistics on the couches, uh, comfort comfortability, uh, size of cushions. Yeah, right? there there is a the size of cushions is big for him. There, there is yeah. a wing of Statcast that's committed to bedroom uh, furniture. He's, he's so. looking, of course, he's looking for one with a very high dog in him rating as well. But uh, you don't have to do all of that research that this guy does because more furniture makes it easy for you. They have the best uh, furniture in the valley, and they have their white glove delivery service, which brings it in and allows you to uh, not have to lift a finger when setting it up. Save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. <laughs> Uh, Mustachio Mike says, Jesse, would you go to a WWE event with Derek if he beat you at ping pong? 
I mean, sure, but he would never beat me in ping pong, so that doesn't that doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. We're, we're gonna make that happen. We're gonna make <laughs> that happen for sure. A uh, couple of other notes that uh, baseball might be getting bigger. We've talked a bit about the interest in expanding baseball and expansion teams. Uh, we talked about that that uh, the group I believe in, in was it in Charlotte, I believe, with Dave Stewart and Tony Larusa attached. That just that was Nashville. Was right? it Nashville? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that was um, Nashville. But there are cities to be uh, rumored to be interested, including Charlotte, Portland, San Antonio, and even Mexico City uh, per front office. That would be wild. That would be wild. Uh, But the newest addition or the newest kind of group that's kind of popped up is a group led by a former owner of the Utah Jazz. And they are looking to bring an MLB team to Salt Lake City. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I feel like people hate fans of the Utah Jazz, and I say that as someone who has never attended a an NBA game involving the Utah Jazz. But but it's abundantly clear, like it's kind of a thing. I don't. Right? I don't even think of them. I don't th- like when I see a Utah Jazz fan. My first question is, do you root? Which team do you root for? <laughs> the, the Nuggets? I don't know. What you guys all kind of are the same to me, basically. There, I don't know. I've heard some stories of how brutal Utah Jazz fans. The can players, be. the players in particular, have problems with Jazz fans. I think you know a lot of from from a fan base perspective, there's not a lot of back and forth with Jazz fans, but the players don't enjoy playing at what at, is in Salt Lake City. What is the idea there about it? Uh, is you, it just is they it just, just say? I think they just they just say, say nasty terrible things. things yeah. Some yeah. undertones. Okay behind the things that are said to a lot of NBA oh, racism. players. Racism. Racism. I yeah. get it. Got it. Racism. You could have just said racism and I would have totally understood what you meant. Uh, that's understandable. That's fine. Uh, but baseball. <laughs> that's understandable. That's understandable. That's fine. Uh, that's, it's, uh, it is what it is. No, I'm sure there are some fabulous people who live in Salt no, Lake City I mean, who would love to have a baseball team. It's like anything, right? Every fan base has some great fans. It's just the vocal ones that and, – and then like it can spread, right? Because if you kind of have a bad – trend in your city where maybe a, a high profile fan gets a lot of attention but they're kind of nasty like that it can it can make other people look my mood is definitely affected by the mood of others and i hate that about me i hate the fact that i can't just plug along being happy when someone by me is sad or angry that i have to like mutate and take on their feelings of anger or sadness just because i'm riding in the car with them to a to an event or something but uh, I do think baseball getting bigger is a good thing. I do think that yeah. uh, I feel like this is gaining some momentum um, because we have seen, especially that Portland group, definitely feels like they're putting a lot of things together to try to bring a team there. Obviously, no matter what happens, much like the Diamondbacks and the Rays are sisters, uh, this one, this this has to happen with some other team. So if, if uh, there is a team that is awarded to Salt Lake City, we would have to see one of these other teams also pop up to even yeah. things out. Yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to to watch. I mean, I think it's pretty inevitable, honestly. Rob Manfred has said very, very vocally that he wants to get to 32 teams. And, and I see that as being a fairly realistic thing to happen within, I don't know, maybe a decade, two decades, something like that. Um, I think it's something that we'll see in the not too distant future. The roadblock for right now is, of course, the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays. Correct. Two teams that, that Major League move. Baseball... Yeah, they want to figure out what what are we doing with those teams. They're, they need to figure that out before they're willing to entertain the idea of adding additional teams into the league. Uh, Mexico City is one that I've kind of had in the back of my head, uh, honestly, in the past, wondering if that would ever be an option. 
uh, we'll have to look more into this and, you know, maybe see how much I've, momentum there is for that. I feel like uh, I feel like there could be a couple of reasons why that doesn't happen. I know we've probably seen more than a couple, <laughs> more than a couple. Right. I know that we've seen some issues with like traveling when it comes to like Canada and things like that, especially during the pandemic when. You know, you had to be fully vaccinated. Yeah, and things I mean, that hopefully, hopefully won't be an issue moving yeah, forward. I, but. I, that's fine. That's fine. But there's always going to be hurdles with having a team located a in country. a different country. Like yeah. That, right. But I mean, just just like seeing how people came out to support Team Mexico right during the WBC, like. You know that if you put a baseball team in Mexico City, oh, it's going to be electric. Their fan base would be would be insane. It's just going to produce one clip after the next, after the next, as far as like weird, fun, exciting things happening. Yeah, it just it wouldn't even be the same game. I don't feel like in Mexico because they just they have so much more fun with baseball. I think yeah. than, than they do in Major League Baseball. That doesn't go just for Major League Baseball. That goes like. Everybody has more fun with baseball than Major League Baseball. Everybody. I mean, every college, uh, the bananas. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. If there is a league outside of Major League Baseball, they're having more fun with baseball than MLB is. That's for sure. But uh, Mexico City is also like, like it's pretty far, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. I think I'm, I'm looking it up. Mexico right. City is like a three-hour flight from Phoenix. Yeah. And Phoenix would be closer than basically anywhere else in the country. So, And it's it's a gigantic city, too. When you go to yeah. Mexico City, it's gigantic. Like, I'm trying to imagine, like, like, with the new schedule, every team plays every team, right? So every year, you would have to have the Boston Red Sox, you know, traveling to Mexico City. Yeah. Or or vice versa. Like I don't know if that's something Major League Baseball would would want to take on, but it's still interesting. I mean, I I feel like it, it would be really cool to involve Mexico in you know one of the major sports in the states at some point, but the logistics of getting there are definitely definitely a little bit difficult. Apparently, Zach Gallen, according to Gabriel, posted a photo of himself at the pool in Miami, uh, in Miami with socks and shoes on. Interesting. We need to have a talk, Zach. Interesting. We need to have a talk. Uh, but Zach isn't the only person within the Diamondbacks organization I want to talk to. And I'm just going to say this right now. Let me preface this next section by saying this hurts me so much. What? To say what, what I'm about you? to what say. What are you talking about? The Arizona Diamondbacks, Jesse, are one of four teams in Major League Baseball that changed their beer selling policy. I believe someone addressed it in the chat a little while ago. I think it was Ryan. He said, we do get beer sales in the eighth now. They are one of four. Brain Rangers, Brewers, because of course the Brewers. Yeah, of course the Brewers were going to be in there. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> and the Minnesota Twins are one of our, our four teams that have extended their beer sales to go through the eighth inning because... Baseball games are shorter. I mean, they are shorter. That's not wrong. They're not wrong. That's fine. And I, being a person that have lived by society's rules for far too long, I deep down inside my rebellious nature, my rebellious nature loves this. But logically, what in the fuck are we doing? Are you serious? So baseball games are shorter. So you're going to let people drink later into the game. What? I mean, I, you guys are going to hate me, but shouldn't sales stop now in the sixth inning instead of the eighth? Shouldn't we go back a little bit? If you buy a beer 
in between the seventh and the eighth inning and baseball games go the way they've been going lately, you are going to have half of a goddamn beer in your hand when that game is over. <laughs> I thought the point of us stopping selling beer in the seventh was so people could sober up and drive home safely. Matt Strom from the Philadelphia Phillies has a similar problem with this than I do. And I hate that I have to say this because I'm sitting here drinking a beer right now. I feel like a hypocrite. I feel like the worst hypocrite, right? But it's like Elizabeth said, danger in the name of money. So American, so American. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, Kyle said the Rockies also extended their beers, beer sales. Well, they play at Coors Field. So, of course, they did. Of course. But, um, and again, I'm not like super mad about this at all. Like, again, it's <laughs> really still, well here. It's still up to the individual, right? It's still up to you. It, like, basically, it, it's it's on you to to take responsibility for yourself as it always really should have been in the first place. But we cannot allow people sometimes, unfortunately, to leave that responsibility up to themselves. Yeah. As we've seen here in Arizona quite a bit, that doesn't work out. And unfortunately, people's lives are put at risk on this kind of thing. I, I'm not I'm not trying to be like a, a sad sack here, but I hate when stuff is illogical to me. And like when you try to tell me that the reason why you're doing this is because of beer sales, I like that's that that seems that seems very dangerous and like okay beer sales have gone down great that should have probably been something you guys factored into shortening the time of baseball games this shouldn't be a surprise to you they knew exactly how much shorter minor league games were going to be and they knew before this season that they were going to hopefully shave about 25 minutes off of the time average time of games which that's exactly what they've done yeah so how is this a surprise and why is this the solution that makes sense yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, the, like you said before, the point of not selling alcohol past the seventh inning is because you want to make sure people are safe to drive home. Yeah, and it's not to let the concessions people go home no, earlier or no. anything like that. It's just <laughs> simply for safety. And again, I drink. I drink on the show almost every single uh, episode that we do. I am not against drinking. I'm against you know, drink, I'm, I'm against drinking irresponsibly. Right. And that's something that we should all focus on being as responsible as we can when we do drink. Right. Uh, I have left here, uh, quite a few times where my car stayed in the garage outside because I'm downtown Phoenix. And I went and met with my friends, had a couple more drinks and took a lift or an Uber home. Right. I, I, I'm not saying that that's out of the realm of possibility now with baseball games being, you know, what they are, right? Like yeah. bars close at two things that sell alcohol, serve it all night long. It's not like I guess it's not Major League Baseball or any sports job to to make sure people are be responsible, but it kind of is, right? It's kind of like when they blame a bar for letting a guy that's been served, you know, entirely too much walk out the door and jump in his car. And I honestly, I just I find this to be really irresponsible, even though I, I love beer. I love beer, Jesse, and I yeah. like you're putting me in a in a in a position to, to have to speak out against to have to speak out against yeah. beer. That's, I hate this. That's, that's I don't tough. like this. You did this to me. Don't it, do this to me. It is interesting to me also that, uh, I mean, something we talked about in the offseason is how will shortened game times impact concession sales, yep. which was a, a concern that a lot of people raised. And there was an article from Baseball America that we talked about where they looked into this and they basically found that in the minors, concession sales were not actually impacted at all by the fact that games were were being shorter. What they found was basically just that people were actually staying through the entire game yeah. rather than yeah. rather than leaving early, you know, staying there for that same amount of time actually allowed them to be there for the entire duration of the game rather than leaving in the seventh inning or something like that. So they were still there anyway for the full duration of when the concessions were available. Now they would just were able to actually see a full baseball game while they were there. 
I don't know if may, maybe teams have some data that is showing them that concession sales actually are down and they're a little sure. worried about that in the early going. I know that the D-backs <laughs> in particular with, you know, with their TV deal and, and whatnot, I'm sure they're trying to bring in as much revenue as they possibly can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this isn't an issue we expected to have. And it's interesting to see teams making this adjustment already. If 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 beer sales are a problem or, or, or profits are down, why not raise the price of beer? Um, I mean, I don't think people would love that either, but I don't like it. I can't believe I just said it. There's lots of things I don't like, but I mean, what also, well, I know that was, that was, did true. you just, I, did you just openly recommend I that mean, they I'm increase the price of beer? There. It's like 1550 a beer. Phoenix rising has dollar beer night. Right. And so what I will say is, 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 is that irresponsible too? Right. Like I love dollar beer night. Uh, I think clutch Canuck brought up in the, in the chat. Now they're bringing back 10 cent beer night, which I know they're not because that only happens in, happens in Tupelo, but uh, no, they not, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where the line is, is crossed because like I said, yeah. is dollar beer night, also just as as unnecessary or irresponsible potentially i mean yeah i feel Probably. like i drink way more at dollar beer nights at a phoenix rising game than i ever do for 15 dollars at an arizona diamondbacks game so uh, or concert or show or anything typically if i go to a suns game especially a suns game which is shorter than you know baseball or used to be i don't know if yeah it is anymore. Pretty, pretty similar now <laughs> i get one beer that's it one gigantic beer that cost me like 20 bucks and then because of that that's that's it i mean most of the times i'm not i'm not even going to finish it before i could go get another one before they stop selling beer so i just again uh i feel like i've strayed so far from god now jesse i feel like uh, <laughs> you're asking them I, to raise prices yeah, you're doing all I, sorts don't of crazy I don't know what's happening uh joseph davis says what is worse one dollar beer or one dollar hot dogs night i don't know i don't know you're gonna go home and have a you're gonna have a bad time you're gonna, you're gonna really damage night. people's lives with either one <laughs> yeah. i think i think that's pretty abundantly right. clear at this point right. am i allowed to take this hat off no you're not no uh, no craig just walked in and made fun of me for yeah it, no that's sure. good that's, so, that makes it even one better. of the other so serious writers <laughs> at this company is like what is jesse doing he's gonna <laughs> shame you and chat later it's gonna be great i'm gonna screenshot uh, it and send it to the baseball yeah, writers please jesse do. please do send it to we'll send it to steve nick and zach and uh they'll enjoy that but uh of course tomorrow tomorrow is friday tomorrow is buds palooza we will be hanging out with our friends from og's brands right across the street having a blast out there uh, of course og's brands has the best edibles that you can find here in the valley they're a local valley company and let's just be honest they're a great group of dudes i love the guys over at og's uh and it's it's an honor to work with a group of people that that really just love their product and want to bring a quality product uh, to the valley and to everybody as much as possible. Uh, they are definitely all about flavoring life. And uh, they have a couple of uh, their specific strain or specific gummies that are fantastic, including their Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummy uh, that gives you the best night's sleep that you ever had. It's a CBN to THC two to one ratio, and it flavors your dreams. Uh, but like I said, we are going to be right across the street, uh, and we are going to be having a good time uh, with our new collab shirt with P uh, OG's Brands. It's live now, and if you want to get your hands on this dope collab shirt, make sure to get your tickets to Buds of Palooza. Our entire PHNX crew will be hanging out there Friday, April 14th in the downtown Phoenix area uh, with our friends from OGs. They'll be doing a special edition of the OGs PHNX Variety Show Live. Uh, that will be me. I will be there. I will be uh, one of the hosts of that show. Uh, and we will be doing that live from Buds of Palooza. Uh, and that is where you can buy your OGs collab shirt. To get info on Buds of Palooza, check out www.budsofpalooza.com. And now... I want to I want to apologize to our friends of Four Peaks for my rant about beer because uh, <laughs> I was not in any way 
uh, meaning your delicious beers. But make sure to check out our friends at Four Peaks. You can get them at Chase Field. And you get them everywhere you get your beer here you in the Valley. You should sell Four Peaks through the ninth inning. But all the other beers stop in the seventh. That's, you know that's, what? That's the solution. We found the solution right there. <laughs> but uh, be sure to follow uh, Four Peaks on social at Four Peaks Brew to get all the latest information on Arizona's premier craft brewery. And the best place to take in the NFL draft on April 27th is at Four Peaks A Street Pub with us from PHNX. Uh, Bo will be there. Johnny will be there. They'll be doing a live PHNX Cardinals show. Make sure to join them for that and then hang out with all of us. You can register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of beer specials. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. And again, once again, most important part, enjoy responsibly. $3 red beer lager pints, $5 red beer lager pitchers. I don't even know why you'd buy the pints. For two dollars more, you're getting a pitcher. Just yeah. drink, drink right out of the pitcher like we do at PWG. Uh, also, we'll have our usual PHNX specials of three dollar kilt lifters and Wow pints. So again, make sure to join us out there on the 27th for uh, the NFL draft, and we hope to see you guys out there. In the meantime, we hope to see you guys following us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our producer and the and and the one that makes this show go is the one and only Damon. He'll be at Damon Dog D A W G. Our show's at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. No show till Sunday. No show until Sunday. We're going to watch this whole Marlins series before we have another show. That's right. That's wild. So make sure you guys tune into that. Uh, join us for Buds of Palooza on Friday if you've got nothing to do. Uh, and again, we will be back on Sunday around, I don't know, what would you say? Around like 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock? Yeah, 1 30-ish, yeah. depending yeah. on when that game ends. Yeah, so join us for the I feel like it could be there. pretty quick with Alcantara and Gallon on the, on the mound. <laughs> uh, game starts at 7, 4, 1040. Post game is at 11 30 join yeah. us then for that but <laughs> the pitch clock man <laughs> pitch clock baby it's impacting everything including beer sales what in the world is happening but uh, again we thank you guys so much for joining us on behalf of damon jesse and myself we always appreciate your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you can get a beer in the eighth inning <laughs>